Welcome back to Chit Chat Chillin', the podcast where we talk about random things because we are bo- bored and we're in quarantine. I'm Nathan. I'm Aspen. I'm Kira. I'm Amelia. I'm Ella. I'm Haley, and we have a special guest today. Hi, I'm Jasmine, and I'm a junior high teacher. Woo. Yes, well, thank you for coming on. We're happy to have you. Yeah, we brought her in today to just have a conversation, see how things are going for her. Quite an honor. Quite an honor. <laughs> okay, so, so we have some questions. Haley, if you want to read those out. Yeah, okay. So the first question that we've got is, what is it like teaching during a pandemic? Like, we kind of started in the spring, like you were my teacher, I know, in the spring teaching. But, like, have things changed or, like, how how's it going? Yeah. Um, so last year was absolutely the worst experience ever and I think part of that was the novelty everyone was really stressed everyone was really nervous and you know we had these very intense restrictions as to how much work we could give you and how many like how high our expectations could be and so it was two hours per subject and it was just terrible like your marks couldn't go down there was really no motivation like even myself like I wouldn't get dressed in the morning I would put a sweater on and be like good to go let's go (laughs) and so I feel like anxiety levels really went up like even within myself I was super anxious all the time depression levels went up Um, Mm -hmm. whereas this year I think because at least for my students, like we, we already knew what was happening. I set them up with rules of like, they have to turn their cameras on. They're following their schedule. It's, it's been a lot nicer. It's still terrible, but it's been a lot nicer because it's, we were used to it. We knew what was coming. And so the, the engagement is there, right? How about you guys? How are you guys doing with online school? Um, I mean, it's it's a lot more strict as it than it was in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. It, it's more strict. I think that now that we're in high school, our grades definitely matter a lot more. Like in the spring, like you said, our grades couldn't drop. Mm-hmm. Now our teachers are like on us all the time. If you have a missing assignment, they are emailing you every day. Like, where is it? Why is it not in? Like, I'm going to fail you, and it's definitely more pressure there yeah yeah um I'm not a very like motivated person myself so like in the spring it was really hard for me to get anything done uh now it's a bit easier also because we still have to like have a schedule to follow in like classes in like the usual class time instead of like in the spring where we'd have like a 15 minute like 15 to 30 minute class with my teachers at least um in the mornings and then they just we just have the rest of the day to they to hopefully do schoolwork but really to do whatever yeah yeah no calls were also Um, optional like in the spring like it's not like oh you had to join a call mm -hmm. it's like i know it was kind of more optional like come if you want to or not but now it's like we're following the exact school schedule so you have to be up by nine and you're in like for me i'm on a call in english class from nine to ten thirty yeah and they take attendance and you're marked absent if you're not there. So that's yeah. also. For my art, for me and Ella's art class, we don't have a meeting, but we have to send an, an email just saying like I'm in art class and I'm working on my art project. And actually I've forgotten twice. Mm-hmm. So the first time um, I sent her an email afterwards saying like, I've just forgot, but I did art today. Um, and then the second time 
I forgot my mom like came downstairs and she was like, here, you're like, you're marked absent on art class. Like, did you not like go into the meeting? And I'm like, yeah, no, it must be an error. No. Cause I didn't want to <laughs> say that I forgot again. Yeah. Um, so another question kind of piggybacking off of the first one is what restrictions are you finding particularly hard or like more, uh, more specifically before, you know, school shut down when we were still in person learning, what restrictions were the most difficult to work around? You mean while at school, not just yeah. personally outside of school? Yeah. Oh, um, oh goodness. <laughs> I, and this is really, sounds really stupid, but I hate that I have to move classes and the kids don't. Oh yeah, I forgot about that at GM. Yeah. Yeah, so Mr. Bandari's class does not have windows. Well, it does, but they're atrocious. Mm-hmm. And he like, he's aware yeah. of him to death. If he listens to this, I love you, love Dave, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so dark. And anytime I walk into that class, the kids are just like zombies. They're so tired. He's all happy because he's like, I thrive in the darkness. And you're like, no, nobody thrives in darkness. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas my class is really like it's window, mm-hmm. and so it's really really bright. Um, so I enjoyed that. The kids also they don't get to move. Fazed, they don't get to change clothes. Yeah, so that's really unfortunate too. Plus, they get really smelly, and uh, they get <laughs> and tell them they're smelly, but you know, yeah. it's noticeable. Yeah. <laughs> you walk yeah. in out of class, you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, in French. Uh, I have French third period usually and the way it works at Abe is the days will switch so like Monday will be like one two three four and then Tuesday will be like your second period will be first period third period will be fourth period and stuff like that and then it just kind of switches between the two um and I swear I think my French class has like like the classroom itself has like a power to make me want to fall asleep mm-hmm. because if I would have French last period sometimes we'd be like watching a video or something like that and so she'd turn off the lights and instantly like the moment I stepped into class I just want to fall asleep like I would be catching myself like falling asleep in class and like don't do this well, <laughs> might also be with like either you're not eating enough at lunch or what you're eating at lunch, right? Like certain foods will boost we don't- and then they make you crash, right? So depending on what, like I was in 10, my lunch consisted of a box of fries with seasoning, salt, and ketchup. And that's what I ate every day with my friend until she got high cholesterol and uh, <laughs> stopped. But obviously like after lunch, it's draining, right? Like that's not, mm-hmm. and I don't want to sound like that person who's like, mm, eat your vegetables, but <laughs> truthfully it like makes a difference right like what, yeah how much that pro- that's probably it i don't eat a lot a lot at lunch well, you also yeah. french like you don't like french right like, <laughs> i'd imagine that your science teacher would have to be really really terrible in order for you to fall asleep mm-hmm. okay. no, uh, yeah i find at lunch because our lunch isn't that long and it's the only break we have all day so like we tend not to eat that much because we're mostly just trying to socialize with our friends because mm-hmm. it's the only time we actually get to see them outside of classes. So. Yep. Yeah. But that's not setting you up to be very successful in your afternoon classes, right? No. Yeah, most definitely. You know, one thing that I did notice is because of the restrictions in school and like, you know, like you can't stay in the school unless you're in a classroom, like you're unless you're in class. Um, even when it was like negative 10 out and like blizzard outside, we would like some of us, at least we would go out 
mm-hmm. regardless and we would just kind of tough it out for like the our like half an hour 40 minute lunch period because we it's it, we thought it would be better than just staying in our separate classes because the way it works at Abe is that if you were eating lunch inside you could you were have to eat it in like a designated classroom mm-hmm. and if you didn't have any friends in that classroom then you would essentially just be eating by yourself yeah. so we just like so we'd always eat outside which is uh which we used to not do like all all the time unless it was like summer and hot out yeah yeah um yeah vanny they make the kids eat for 15 minutes and then go outside for the rest yeah and go. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's just been tough. I found that the first month I was consistently having a sore throat um, just because of how much I have to project my voice through the mask. It's actually so, so, you know, remember when we were talking about oral presentations and I would, you know, point out the fact that everyone in the room can hear me, but I'm not yelling. And so you guys have to learn to project your voices. It's even worse with the mask, right? And so typically in summer, at the end of summer, my throat, like my vocal cord, like it hurts because I'm getting used to talking that way again. And then it was even worse. Oh my goodness. Every Friday, it was this horrible, like it hurt so, so much from talking with the mask. It was, thankfully then it got better towards the end. And now, (laughs) yeah, now you don't got to worry about it. It's great. Well, who knows if we're going to go back to school come January, right? I mean, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if numbers don't keep rising. So. Well, you know, positive thinking. Yes, 1,500 cases. You know, that's down from 1,800. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, oh, it's a slight difference, but it's a difference. It's a difference. Let's celebrate growth, right? I'm I'm partial to denial. That's my favorite form. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just still all in denial. Mm. No, I'm I've accepted it. I've accepted it too. Yeah. It's okay. So this is a more this is a more general question, but what are some challenges just deep teaching junior high in general? I was thinking about that actually, what the challenges mm-hmm. would be. Annoying kids. Um, pardon? Annoying kids, for example, us. No. no. <laughs> what is the most challenging part? I think the most challenging part is, so you guys are getting at an age, or when you're in junior high, you're starting, you're going through puberty, you're starting to think for yourselves. You, I, I think the most frustrating part about being a junior high teacher is seeing you guys, like I know you guys, whether you think I know you or not, I know you, I know what kind of learners you are. I know how you think. And I think um, for me, the most frustrating part is not, is the students not meeting their actual potential and, and selling themselves short. And so you will often see people who become more interested in socializing than actually learning. Mm-hmm. or they're really, really hard on themselves and they quote unquote just want to be normal, but, and so they don't accept the help that I can give them, right? Like they mm-hmm. refuse to have extra help. And so for me, I think that's the most frustrating part is like watching, watching the kids try to figure themselves out, but in like by doing that, they're actually just hurting themselves because they're prioritizing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm right like yeah. you did a lot when people start dating 
Um, oh, God. <laughs> Some 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 girls will get into fights with their friends and then want to hang out in the like I hear it all the time. Thankfully, it doesn't happen in my class because you know I'm intense. But <laughs> go and hide in the bathroom for the whole oh. afternoon, and you're mm-hmm. just like, listen, educate like you, education is such a privilege, and just to see people choosing to not appreciate it and not take advantage of what's happening is is quite disheartening disconcerting even right like I have a lot of conversations with parents and parents are like I don't know what to do like what you know and Mm -hmm. it's just sad because they they don't realize and that's part of your brain development right like you're struggling to understand consequences and and um so they just don't realize what the potential downfalls to what they're doing is yeah and mm. you can only have so many conversations. Yeah. Like, they, you know, yeah. They, at the, at the end of the day, it's up to them if they want yeah. to push forward, yeah. if they want to try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know, coming off of that a bit, it makes me think because me, at least is like this is me, but I don't personally, if I, the, um, if I really like a teacher, it makes me want to try hard in their class. Mm-hmm. And if the teacher is yeah. good, and if I if it make if I learn stuff, and if it, they make me wanna be there and learn, and I love go- and I like going to their classes and stuff like that, then it makes me more want like want to try hard in their classes and to get good grades and whatnot. Yeah, I find that if I have like a teacher that I don't really like, or maybe they're like I I don't know, I'm just not mm-hmm. getting anything from them. I don't know. It makes me want to it makes me just kind of feel like I don't really care about this class well and I think like that's something that I totally get it right you have that motive you don't have that motivation you're disengaged you don't feel like you need to work hard at it but I think that's something that if you're aware that you do that which we all do but you have to kind of fight it because ultimately I am relevant. And remember, we would get into these arguments when you were in grade eight, where I would be like, look for yourselves, do it yourselves. Because ultimately, like, I am irrelevant, like you're learning, like, I'm here to help guide you. I'm not here to do it for you. And it has to be like that, especially with the teachers you don't like, because mm-hmm. otherwise, like, you are just hurting yourself by not learning. And like, I was telling my kids, we were talking about oral presentations and I would have professors in university who would legitimately in front of the entire class after somebody presented would be like, that was horrible. Did you see how terrible that was? Don't ever do that like that. And they would just like destroy the kids, right? Well, we weren't kids, we were 18. We were Mm -hmm. still kids in my opinion. And you know, I then took it upon myself. I'm like, I am going to be better at this because like, screw that. I'm like, you know, you know, I get very proud and I'm like, F that. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I am yeah. not allowing yeah. you to say that to me. <laughs> I had to take it upon myself because ultimately, guys, like your learning is your responsibility, right? Like, if somebody isn't helping you, then like, look for a different teacher who would. Talk to your parents, talk to friends. But you know, you, you can't allow a teacher that you don't connect with to stop you from learning and growing because why? Like you are just hurting yourself at that point. They're sleeping like babies. They don't care. Right? They're not, they're not, they're 
kids would say to me a lot, like, especially in grade eight when I would have struggles with a certain teacher, like, we don't need to say who, but, like, I would, I know a lot of us would have struggles with a certain teacher, and my parents were like, you know what, there's nothing you can do about it, you've just got to, like, do your best, and, like, there's nothing you can do about it, just make it through the year. Yeah. Well, and it's the same thing, right? You're never going to like every person you work with. You never are going to like, always like your boss. And it means that you have to be inter like self-motivated. It's called intrinsically motivated, right? It has to be for your own good. And mm -hmm. it's super easy for me to say that, but it's, it's really important, right? Knowledge is power. And if you don't know things, people take advantage of you like crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay so um <laughs> next question this one um we really would like to know this uh, oh, no. So, no. so who do you like better us or your current <laughs> oh hold on hold on I, what did you say who do you like better us or your current grade nines <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm out of this because i wasn't in her grade nine class so oh no 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 no! don't try to get out of this now you're you're a part of it <laughs> we will accept whatever you say we are just genuinely curious no you're genuinely curious i didn't write the questions um all right so we have a rephrase and be like, what did you like about our class? And what do you like about your class this year? All right. So what I like about your class. What do I like about your class? Your class was very, oh, you were very needy. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but you were so kind, I found. And that could just be me, like, not seeing behind the scenes the meanness. But I felt like you guys were very genuine and excited, even though some people like to bully their teacher by recording things and then sharing it with people. I'm sorry, what? Miss Ella. Miss Ella. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. You know it was a great oh, video. Oh, yeah. It's, it, was, it, was a, it was great. Someone, okay, someone should. Yeah, I'll explain. Um, I'll explain. Yeah. <laughs> we were in Quebec, and there was this whole army training thing at the war museum of like do pull-ups and Sloan because she's you know master climber was doing pull-ups mm -hmm. Ella went and did pull-ups I don't even know who else did pull-ups maybe no Haley wasn't there did Amelia do pull-ups people did pull-ups no. like, you do pull and madame obviously has zero upper body strength okay like no <laughs> so Ella liked to take a video of her teacher failing miserably promised me that she wouldn't show anyone and then what did I, you do? I never promised I said that I would try not to show oh, anyone lie Ella and then she showed everyone I you still know. haven't seen it no but now, I saw that on your Instagram oh, now you now you know how to climb so now you have more pull up. Okay, maybe I could hold myself without falling. I think <laughs> I couldn't even do that before. But yeah, I have this yeah. whole mentality of you know, if the apocalypse were to happen, I don't want to be the first person to die. So I need to like learn skills. If I can't run fast or long, I gotta like mm. somehow be able to escape. And so climbing was my my solution. But, yeah. What do I like about your class? Yeah, that's what I really liked about your class. Um, I felt 
I think grade eight is really nice because you guys get really, really into the curriculum. So we're able to build build that relationship in a fun year, quote unquote. I think grade nine is really fun, but uh, mm-hmm. not for a lot of kids. People get tired of Canada, which I think is a shame. And um, so I think that was really lovely. With my current grade nines, I wasn't able, I didn't teach any grade eights last year, right? And so I, oh, no, I taught one class. Um, I taught them ELA. But I didn't get to have that same type of relationship with them. Like I couldn't, you know how I can prove my value because I make you guys do really cool projects that get you excited. We do really intense things. I couldn't, I didn't have that. And so I've had to kind of build that relationship later throughout this year. I find these kids typically are more self-motivated. They're mm-hmm. more motivated to to just do things. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them, obviously, right? Like they're different kids, but mm-hmm. they. I have to chase less kids for homework. I have to worry less about failing grades. Like some of them are, but not. Which also, they're just yeah. They're they're a little bit more nerdy in the sense that they like they don't. All of them all obviously start the year saying they don't like humanities, which is so sad. I don't understand. Yeah. Humanities is amazing. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited every year. I'm like, what is going on that people don't <laughs> think that social studies is beautiful and thought-provoking and emotional. You converted me, Madame. I did not love humanities, but after spending grade eight and grade nine with you as my teacher, you converted me, and I honestly love it now. Yeah, like, that's that's my favorite subject right now. What? Okay. I'm so happy because kids are always like, no. And then um, it's like my mission. I think it's beautiful, and I think it's such an important skill, like what social studies teaches you about critical thinking and analyzing Mm -hmm. forces and look that's a lifelong skill that's super important so I don't know that I have a favorite like I think you guys were a lot more like in Spanish I'd say like so you'd be like you cared about me a lot and so like you wanted to share things with me and you wanted to spend time with me and uh these kids are less less about me and more about just like let's get it done and so we get through curriculum a lot faster. One class, one class doesn't shut up. They remind me of you a bit. They like talk a lot. It's great for discussion. It's amazing. But then I'm like, wait a minute. We do like 10 more slides in the other class. Like we got to catch up. Yeah, I, I got to say the, the class rants with you were amazing. When you just oh, start yeah. going off and you spend a whole period ranting about something. That Those are my favorite. <laughs> I, like I miss you guys. I do. I want to come yeah. back to VP. I don't, I don't like our school. Oh, I can't <laughs> have one of you, like one group that's more like I. I like you for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Very that's different. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Next question. You kind of answered it in the last one, but are there any big differences between teaching grade eight and grade nine or grade seven? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you teach grade seven. I do not teach grade no. seven. I'm not even teaching yeah. grade eight this year. I'm just teaching grade nine. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, I'm teaching. Humanities, so FLA, social studies, and then I'm also teaching both of my classes ELA. So okay. kind of fun because we had a really intense debate the other day. That oh, mm-hmm. the question was like, are we living in a dystopian society? And the kids went. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. 
Yeah, I love uh, debates like that. Oh. I think the biggest difference between grade eight and grade nine are the hormones, honestly. Uh, <laughs> grade eight yeah. always starts the year like really little kids and you're all happy and excited. And then towards the end, you just like feel the sense of dread filling the kids and they're just like quieter and their parent parents will be like, I don't understand what's happening. Like they were so happy before and now, and then grade nine, they're much more like, let's get it done. Yeah. Uh, so that there's that shift of, priorities and like mm-hmm. how they behave in class um I'm also very fortunate that I teach the immersion program right so like my kids what they do for fun is they play among us in my class that's yep. what they yeah. do you know so yep. um and I also- sorry go ahead I was just gonna say we play I well at least me and Haley whenever we're done work in our social class we always play among us yeah <laughs> yeah that's what everyone's playing right now um for Grady, I think it's easier to hook the kids in just because the subjects are interesting. Like I loved yeah. grade eight social studies. Yeah. So fun. Especially yeah. the Japan unit. That was so oh, cool. I really liked the Aztecs personally, but it was all really cool just because you learned about something other than Canada, which is <laughs> really fun. I will recommend <laughs> the grade nine curriculum to my dying class, okay? <laughs> I think it's so important that you guys learn about your rights and learn about the things mm-hmm. that the government has done, right? Like mm-hmm. right now we're seeing this really big shift in Alberta, just kind of similar to the US where we're getting to be really right wing, but the, with the ultra mm-hmm. ultra nationalist where we are not considering other points of view, we are just focused on Alberta, Alberta, Alberta. <laughs> and, you know, it's really detrimental. Like. <laughs> You should never be so infatuated with something that you cannot, you can't criticize it and you can't mm-hmm. want to improve it. And so the fact that people get criticized for trying to improve our society is, is in my opinion, obscene, right? Yeah. Like you should want to improve and grow. And mm-hmm. so I think for grade nine, like you, it's really important that you understand that our governments are made up of people and people make mistakes. Yeah. And sometimes mistakes are on purpose. Sometimes they oh, yeah. on purpose. And so, you know, if the biggest the biggest takeaway for grade nine is don't trust your government, right? Like and it's not yeah. just our government is wholly corrupt or our governments are bad. It's just mm-hmm. hold them accountable. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I have you guys on Instagram and you guys are really into social justice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like see all of the posts, and Kira is one who especially rants a lot. And I'm like, oh god, yeah, Ooh, Kira, yeah. Oh, oh god, yeah. Um, actually, yeah. On that topic of Kira being a social justice warrior, um, there is this person, not going to say their name, who was kind of coming after Kira for and was clearly anti-mask. What? Um, yeah. yeah, and Kira just went after them, and yeah. I was just like, good job. Yes, yeah, they went yeah. to bed last year. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Really? They weren't in your class. So. They yeah. They, they yeah. weren't in your class. Kira, they weren't in your class? No. Okay. No, I do If you want to share more on that, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's just the person, uh, the person in question. They were, they said this certain post that a bunch of us were like reposting on Instagram like that uh, was an illustration on what intimation is mm. um, she they reposted a uh, 
like somebody's Instagram story saying that it was spreading misinformation. Mm. Um, and so I asked them why, and they were saying how it was uh, misinformation, and that it was saying that every that if you got COVID, you would have to be intubated, which it was not saying. It was just saying this is what intubation looks like. It's very uncomfortable, so wear a mask. Yeah, <laughs> because it's the better of the two. Yeah, and we it was just it was a big thing. It was it was frustrating. Um, but you know, it's I was I used to be friends with this person. And a lot of us did. Um, and it was kind of shocking to see how, like, their point of view on this. And it was like, wow, you actually believe this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so at the end, I blocked them because I was getting... I unfollowed them first, and then they still messaged me because they wanted to continue it. <laughs> it's just, but... you always hear about these people, like anti-maskers and it's like how can somebody believe that like I don't understand and then when you actually start talking to someone it's like it's just kind of hard to believe especially when you know a person you think you know someone and then mm-hmm. yeah they just yeah. Say, start saying stuff like that but that's yeah. besides the topic of this episode so we're gonna leave it so we're gonna leave <laughs> it at that and no more home. no more tea I do <laughs> I, do, I have two thoughts on it, if I don't forget the second one, I'm sorry. But the first one, I was actually just talking about this with my students and just how the internet works, right? And so you're asking how can people be anti-maskers? Mm-hmm. Um, what you search up and who you surround yourself with is actually what the internet is going to push forward. And yeah. so yeah. there's these algorithms that decide like you are more left-leaning or you're more right-leaning and so you're going to see a lot more of those posts that are similar to what you believe in yeah that's why you fall down the rabbit hole and that's why social studies is so important because you need to take time to be like let me consider the other point of view and I'm going to you guys too like consider the other point of view I'm not saying accept the other point of view but like do yeah. your research. What are people both Yeah, and you know, on that topic, uh, really quickly, um, I talked to my dad about this a lot because I get very frustrated sometimes. And one thing that he mentioned to me was that he there was this interview that these people did with some people who were anti-mask, and they asked them, like, would you ever consider like reading up on the other point of view? And they were like, Why would I read anything that makes me feel like stu- like stupid? Mm. That makes me feel like I'm not right. Yeah. Which is the big yeah. thing is like these people now because of social media, they're able to find people that think like them and yeah. they surround this, themselves with that people and they so it makes them think they're right. And that can be said for both sides. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You should never become so like overly confident that you know everything like it is important that you consider the other side. With mm-hmm. that, though, I will add a caveat. So I had an argument with my mother uh, a couple weeks ago because it was actually during the election, um, the American election. And I have some family members who support a specific candidate. And mm-hmm. I, like in the in the US, and mm-hmm. I get really frustrated because I'm like, how can money become more important than, than civil human, rights yeah like it's, it's not even just civil rights Kira. it's human rights it's humanity it's people's right yeah. to live and be alive and so um she then went on to say that i need to be able to accept other people's opinions and i need to like not fight with people just because we have different a difference of opinion and then i got really angry and said no 
because like a difference of opinion is different than believing that we shouldn't be in this country. My family entered the U.S. illegally because there was a civil war and we were able to get refugee status in Canada because they did that. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it, it it's not yeah. as simple as, oh, we, you know, like remember we did the citizenship, like the citizenship test and we did the qualified worker. T- like it's different. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, when you have such different perspectives where your perspective somehow says that certain people don't deserve to have certain rights, it doesn't matter that I'm not that person, that I'm not gay, for example, and I don't have to worry about that. I can't be your friend and I can't be around you because you are Mm -hmm. then deciding that some things are more valuable than people's safety. And so um, I do think it's very important that you consider different sides, absolutely. But I also think that you do not have to stay close to people who who are hurtful and who, yeah. who that's a good way to put it yeah and who endorse pain and un, mm-hmm. like unrest and racism and sexism so or not even well actually i'm gonna say endorse because some people are like well you know yes maybe they said that but uh we'll look at what they do for the economy and you're like we, yeah you're saying that you can support that regardless of what you think about the economy you are yeah. saying that that's okay. So yeah. that's yeah. my little rant for you today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, we're, we just got a bit off, off topic, but moving back onto the questions about teaching and whatnot. <laughs> All right. Um, so oops, this is kind of like a, it can kind of come in a set of questions, but one, why did, um, like, what made you decide to go into teaching? Mm. Like, why did you want to start teaching? Okay. Uh, so I'm a very emotional person, but I'm also a very logical person. It's weird. Uh, so when I was in high school, I remember I was taking a psych class and in my psych class, there was a video, like a documentary about this girl named Jeannie who never learned to walk, never learned to talk because her parents abused her so much. They kept her chained to a potty seat and they never taught her to do anything. And so the big question was, you know, can a person, can a human being learn language at 12? Can they learn to read? Can they learn to write? And, and honestly, the answer is no, right? Like your brain develops at certain paces and by a certain age, you need to have acquired certain skills, including language. Language acquisition is very important, but it begins early on. And I was so gutted by this poor child and what her parents made her go through. And then at the same time, we watched a movie called William Snow, where it's a man who is developmentally delayed. He has, uh, I think, the mental age of a seven-year-old. And a homeless woman sleeps with him because she wants to have a place to stay. She gets pregnant, has a baby, and leaves him with the baby. And so he's raising this daughter. And eventually, the government takes her away from him because they say he is. she isn't mentally delayed. So she she will eventually surpass him by the time she's like in grade two. Mm-hmm. And so the government takes Lucy away from him. And so I was so offended by that as one, like heartbroken that I actually wanted to be a social worker. Oh. And then, yeah, I was, I wanted to do work into in family, child and family services. Uh, but then I started thinking about French and how I had quote unquote suffered through French from kindergarten <laughs> to uh, grade 12. And I 
began to think about how I should use it. What was the point of me doing that? You know, my mom has these grandiose ideas of me becoming prime minister, but is that that something that I want? And is that the only reason that I'm speaking another language? And so I started thinking about careers that would allow me to both help people and like help take care of people and um, also use my French. And so um, I ended up talking to this teacher, his name Mr. Bernard, and he, um, he, we went through kind of like a pros and cons list. And then I decided I would become a teacher because, you know, teaching is a career that people like to crap on a lot. People like to say that it's not, not hard enough. I, I don't know. Rewarding. I don't know. It, it, but the thing is, is, you know, you always need teachers. You always need teachers. Have you, have you ever played that apocalypse game of like, oh, you can only save 10 people? Who are you going to save? Without a doubt, almost every single answer is going to have a teacher. Because mm-hmm. the minute that you think about like, oh, well, we can teach the kids. Everyone's like, no, <laughs> no, we need a teacher. And so whether society values teachers, um, teaching is very important, right? And I know from my personal experience, like I've supported a lot of kids and I've supported a lot of parents and that's what I wanted I wanted to to be able to help and to help these kids learn and I feel like I can be scary like you know I get that a lot. I like, hey, yeah I, we can vouch for that, I guess that's for that. yeah mm-hmm. but you learn you mm-hmm. learn right and you get engaged and so um that's why honestly it's as silly as that and I also like I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my life and what kind of quality of life I wanted to have like you know a lot of the jobs my mom's like you need to be a doctor you need to be a lawyer you know obviously the big three engineer doctor lawyer and I'm like you know the people who are really really wealthy end up having to work really hard and long to be wealthy and I wanted to have a family And I thought, I'm like, oh, I'll get summer breaks and I'll get the weekend. And that's lovely. Not knowing that you actually work an insane amount of hours teaching that you don't get paid for. So that's pleasant. Like, oh, yeah. Like my first few years of teaching, kids would walk by the school and they would still see me at like 10 p.m. at my desk working. And that was normal. Right. That was a normal Tuesday. Um, And so. You, they don't say that like people governments don't recognize that or people will be like oh well you chose to do it and you're like mm, yeah sure I chose to be a teacher and maybe I don't have to do really cool things like the renaissance party but mm-hmm. that's, that's the awesome. way that kids are getting excited about things so anyways yeah. that's that's how I decided to be a teacher I went ended up going to the seat like Campus Saint-Jean and I did my whole degree in French and yeah I have to say um Going back to kind of what we mentioned in the beginning, um, when you get a teacher that you can tell really wants to be there and genuinely wants to help the kids, which is not to say that every teacher doesn't, but you know, some teachers, I don't, I don't want to be rude. Um, some you teachers know. connect with their students better. Yeah, some teachers connect with their students better, and I think that lends that helps them, you know, learn because I don't know, but it definitely made me, like I said, enjoy your class and maybe wanna do stuff in your class and I really enjoyed how you taught us it like how you taught us lessons and whatnot and it was very engaging and I really liked that Mm -hmm. um and so it really when you get a teacher that really 
wants to connect with this student with their students and really wants to be there and wants to help in any way they can like regardless of the students like issues or mental like mental struggles regardless uh it really I think helps Mm -hmm. and it's really good to see like when you get a teacher that really wants to help you because I feel like it really helps you learn well I think the biggest downfall of adulthood is forgetting what it's like to be a teenager and I think the biggest advice I could give somebody who wants to teach especially the older kids is respect right because I've had groups of kids who have completely had a horrible relationship with your, the other teacher. And they'll look at me and be like, Madame, it's just, it feels like you respect us. And I can be mean, you know what I mean? I can be yeah. direct and I can be like, stop being lazy and stop being, but I also will be honest with you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll explain my thought process. I will explain like what is happening. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important is giving those kids that agency is giving them the, the sense that what they say matters. Yeah. Um, and that's something that people forget. People forget. Like, I remember what it's like to be a teenager. I remember what it was like to, to feel stupid and frustrated and scared to do something or like, Oh my gosh, a teacher would one time, like one time explained a concept to me and then gave an example on the test. I gave that example. And then they only gave me half the marks because it was their exam. Oh, I was fuming. I was so angry. Like I remember all of those feelings. And so I think that's really Mm -hmm. helpful. And it's like what Le Petit Prince said, right? Like the problem isn't, aging the problem is forgetting what it's like to be a child yeah and yeah that is where people will go wrong right? I think that's one of the big differences between junior high and high school that I've noticed is um at junior high it was a lot easier to connect with teachers and now because there's just so many students mm-hmm. I just feel like the teachers don't have the time I guess to kind of get to know us it's more so just go to class get the work done here's your grade move on yeah whereas in junior high you like there's so many things that I could take away from humanities that I use in everyday life like about the opinions thing and trying to see the other side mm-hmm. and it's just I guess I got taught more late like, uh, more life lessons <laughs> in junior high than I did that I am getting taught in high school. High school, it's more about the curriculum than actual, you know, things that are useful in life. Yeah, yeah. It's it's also like hard to connect with your teachers because like you only get them for like just one semester. Cause in the next semester, you get totally completely different teachers. So they probably don't try to connect with you that much because yeah. they don't have you for a whole year yeah 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 and I think I think we get trapped in the curriculum we get trapped in trying to go fast or trying to I think one tip that I would give teachers and that's something because I'm really focused on curriculum right like there's not a year that madame does not finish her curriculum Mm -hmm. Um, I think like talk about yourself right just like while I'm teaching you guys I'm giving personal stories about yeah. myself and my experiences and my crazy mom. And you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the mom, you know, all of those things. And so then what ends up happening is that kids hear the stories and then they come and they're like, Madame, you said this and it reminded me of this. And then they'll talk about, you know, they'll talk about themselves. And so I think that's really helpful because they feel like they know me and they feel like they, 
there are things that I say that to which they can connect. And yeah. so I think that's really, really helpful too. I, I rant a lot, right? And I oh, tell oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very passionate person, guys. That's the that's the <laughs> word there, okay? It's not irrational passion. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Exactly. Um, okay, moving on to the next question. Um, why did you choose to teach junior high rather than high school? Oh. Or elementary. Or elementary. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 understandable. Understandable. It's like de- defense against uh, elementary. There's no way. Yeah. Um, so I got a secondary degree. When I got a degree in university, you can either go into elementary or you would get a secondary degree. And my intention was actually to teach high school because for my practicums, I taught grade 12, grade 11, and then I did grade 11, grade 10, and ugh, grade 7. And they're cute enough. It's okay. I can whip them into shape. They're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, yeah, absolutely. High school, man. Like I love high school social studies. Can you, and I, you know, I prepared kids for their diploma for FLA 30. So I know how that works too. Oh, and the literature. Oh my gosh. The books you can read and the plays. Uh, I love the high school curriculum, but what ended up happening is that when I was finishing university, I actually decided I wasn't going to be a teacher. Uh, I thought education classes were stupid, you know, a lot of reflections, a lot of like, and how did you feel doing that? And I hate that. I'm like, I don't know why I have to write this down and send it to you, but whatever. And so I was working as a research assistant and I was just going to go in and continue and do my master's. But I went to a job fair and I was applying to the CBE and I was like, I just want to be a sub. I just need to start paying loans because you have to do that right away. And that was it. But then they have something called a fit contract at the CBE. Um, and it's basically for the specialist teachers, so the language teachers. And I was getting guaranteed a full year salary, regardless of if I went into a classroom, and like full time, like I would sub until I would I was able to get a position. And that's something that English teachers only don't get, right? So it's just really the Spanish bilingual and the French immersion teachers who really get offered that contract. So if you want to be a teacher, do French, guys. But anyway, um, so then I applied to the CBE and I was subbing and I didn't ever want to do elementary because while I love kids, I do, um, I don't want to teach them. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't want to be like, and if you mix yellow and blue what color do you get <laughs> I don't like that I'm like I, I I think that's very important and I think learning to write your name is very important but yeah. I, I like the higher level thinking stuff right like yeah, I like you want to thinking stuff yeah. I want you to really get your brains growing and thinking so that you think different right like you think for yourselves and so oh my gosh I remember subbing in some grade two classes guys there was not a day that I would sub that there were tears, tears over <laughs> random things, mm-hmm. random things. Like, uh, she drew a skirt on my fairy, and like, <laughs> and, you know, well, your fairy was naked, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, erase it. It's in pencil. I don't, I don't understand. So, no <laughs> elementary. Like, I, I, I don't like the curriculum. I love my curriculum. I love social studies. I love mm-hmm. language. That's what I want to do. And then uh, I ended up getting a job at Vanier covering for a grade nine teacher who was going on sabbatical. 
And then I did a good job. And so my name Angie, she was the principal at the time. She got me to stay to teach grade seven and eight in English. And then, yeah, I've just, I've been here. And I think I've talked to Mr. Bhandari about this and he has dreams of like going to high school. But at the same time, I think that we, I'm really well placed, I think, to get you into high school and get you yeah. a little bit more responsible and independent for high school. Mm -hmm. And I also love Canadian history. And so I think loving your subject matter has a huge impact as well on whether or not the kids are engaged because yeah. you know that I care about what we're talking about because you hear, you hear me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was that. It was a, I don't know if one day I'll switch to high school. I don't even know if I'm going to still be a teacher in five years. Like, life's changing but um yeah yeah no I never elementary oh my god the <laughs> yeah it's like you want to teach at a level where it's like they already know the basics so you can just kind of add on to that in a way yeah. that's also engaging kind of like for you like you enjoy what you teach yeah well and I love getting you guys excited about stuff like I never forget like sometimes when we do poetry and you guys are like what and you get into it or <laughs> I talk about, you know, the individual rights and we talk about like what the government has done, you know, against indigenous people or against immigrants or get and to see you offended and getting engaged in your own country like that's yeah. beautiful and exciting and yeah. I love it. So yeah. Um okay, I think Yeah, I think that's all our questions. Mm. Um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us, madame. Yeah. Um, it was really good talking to you. I'm glad. Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> we're, we're Thank you guys for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram at Chit Chat Chilling or on Spotify where you're probably listening to this at Chit Chat Chilling. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It was an honor to be asked to join you.